It's a Thursday night, Moda Center, Portland, Oregon, a game that doesn't count. The stage is set, however, for two franchises that recently traded assets. How would it go down? You knew where your eyes were going to be this entire game. It was going to be on DeAndre Ayton. It was going to be on Yusef Nurkic. And that's what we got. We got a little show. We got a little uh, preview of what might to come this season, of what Phoenix can be, even without players such as Grayson Allen, Josh Akogi, Bradley Beal. The Phoenix Suns win 122 to 111 in a game again, Matthew. That just simply doesn't count. But did it count to you? Hell yeah, it did. The first half, everyone was playing hard. DA wanted to prove something, and he did. He had a blocked shot, talked some shit, went to the bench, and that was did it. He, did he say, fuck the Suns? That's what That's everyone's what saying, people on are saying on Twitter. Probably. I mean, why would he not say, fuck the Suns? He doesn't want to talk about Phoenix. He hates Phoenix. He unfollowed Devin Booker. He unfollowed Kevin Durant on Instagram. I guess that's a big thing nowadays. So obviously, he, he has the intention to screw the Suns over tonight. I thought I thought he was going to come out and show us what he has, but same shit. So I am so glad that's gone, and I'm so glad we got Nurkic right now. Right <laughs> well, now I am. <laughs> well, of course, of course. Again, it's yeah. a preseason game, so there's 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 only so much you can take from it, but you can take some things. There's some t- un- intangibles that occurred in this game that you have to be excited about as a Phoenix Suns fan. And while the production all ultimately doesn't count, what we saw on the court has us sitting here smiling. It has a lot of DA stands kind of eating some of their words and rolling back some of their thoughts in the past and saying, you know what? I blindly believed in this guy for so long. And it's something that we've always said, like we want our players to to do well. We're never rooting for somebody to not play well, but if they're not playing well and there's factors that are causing that to occur, we are going to talk about it. We are going to be critical. We are fans. We're not the happy-go-lucky, everything is is awesome, it's a Lego movie kind of fans. No, we're realists. And when we watch players uh, perform or underperform, we talk about it. And some of that, a, a little part of that, was validated tonight. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about a lot of other things here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. But primarily that is what I'm guessing, right, Matthew? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we got to take like, it as it comes, man, with this Aiden watch. We only got, like, what, five more? Yeah, Four well, I, I think we will. I, I I bet you he does not play on Monday. I can almost oh, guarantee you that. You think he won't even walk in the arena, right? Yeah, he won't even dress and he sit hates on the, the bench. Staff. He hates oh. everybody in Phoenix. He, he hates the floor. He hates the towels and the towel boy. He's cactus. Yeah, he's, he, he does. He hates the sun. He hates the sun. Maybe that's who he's saying. Fuck the sun. Yeah, maybe because he's in Portland, right? That's yeah, the Great Depression little, over there. It's a, it's a little no gloomy. Up there in the PDX. So (laughs) obviously plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. My name's John. His name's Matthew. John and Matthew Jam. See what we did there? If you didn't know, now you know. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. Give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube now or later. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you get it or don't. Nobody does it anymore. We haven't had a fucking five-star <laughs> review, Matthew, since like May, I yeah. think. And I think I it was my, my my saint of a mother who did it. So don't review us, guys. I don't really care. I, I, although it's nice to read those on the air, and it's great to hear the funny things that you guys put in there. Uh, at the end of the day, that's not really why we're here for five-star reviews. We're here to just talk about Phoenix Suns basketball. It's so fun that it's back. 
And I'm so excited that we got to watch a game today against the Portland Trailblazers and, and a former son who says, fuck the Suns, DeAndre Ayton. So pop them if you got them. Read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Try not to get this all over my computer. And let's pop right into uh, our intro. right Suns fans it was a game in which we had to go up to Portland which was a homecoming for a lot of different players as well obviously Yusuf Nurkic, Keon Johnson, Nasir Little, Drew Eubanks four members of the Portland Trailblazers last season are now rostered on the Phoenix Suns but I got a different question to start off this one Matthew. Oi Matty, mate I've got to ask Still out is Itch Wainwright and Damian Lee. Obviously, Damian Lee just had uh, surgery on his meniscus issue. Ish Wainwright still not out there. Drew Eubanks didn't play in this game, had a left ankle sprain. Kogi and Grayson Allen were both out with rest. Bradley Beal was out with lower back tightness. So my question to you, Matty, mate, I got to ask, are you, is there any concern with Beal landing on the injury report for you? <laughs> You know, when I saw on Twitter, I'm like, oh, so it begins, but it's the wrong guy. I don't really think you think of injuries too much with Beal just because of tanking and stuff in Washington, but I wasn't too worried. I think they played it safe, right? You can't really bench all three of them, so I'm pretty sure next game they will have someone else out. I'm sure Kevin Durant will sit out. Probably. Beal will be back in. The only thing that sucks is the first home game in preseason where it's a sold-out crowd where they didn't play any of them, that was kind of shitty to me. I didn't like that. Yeah. I thought you just play them for a first quarter and then sit them out some of this game. Like, obviously, Book wants to play because they're playing against DeAndre Aiden in this game, but maybe that's why they did it. They didn't want the back-to-backs really right now in the preseason, but I just think right now, dude, sit them as – they don't need to play the preseason anymore. So I'm just looking forward to these guys not playing again. I don't really care. Yeah. I've seen what I've seen. First game was amazing. This game was even better. So I think we had enough until the season starts we're so excited and we're impatient but err on the side of caution if he's telling you there's a lower back tightness or he's just like yo i just want to kick it on the sideline and make funny memeable faces when i'm granted (laughs) with a stat sheet that's what i'm going to do in this game and yes as suns fans we're unbelievably excited but we're also 12 days away from the start of the regular season take turns and that's uh, you're 100 correct the suns are going to be in Phoenix playing the Portland Trailblazers on Monday. And I bet you that KD's sitting out on this one. And then probably the next game, which I believe is in Palm Desert to play the Lakers, which will be the final preseason game. They, they'll probably all sit out. You know, I mean, and that's a good strategy. As much as we want to see them, uh, you don't necessarily need to see them. And while, again, I like to see a little bit more Bradley Beal. We've only seen him one time. I've, I've, I'm like, I've seen Booker. I've seen Durant. I want to see some Beal in the Suns uniform. Uh, I didn't get it tonight, but that's okay, Suns fans. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I think Nurkic is a big one. If he's playing, I think that means a lot because he has to work out kinks with that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with Beal not being there, I don't think it's a big deal. I think him and Durant and Booker need to really work on what they're getting down on offense with the screens and the pass. And like, everything looked good tonight. 
So that's why I'm saying the next few games just sit out because I think they look flawless. It's a it's a young Portland team, but still that, that team was playing hard and they were just having their way with them at times in that game. In the oh, first half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, toying with them. Should we do the watch? Do it. Nurkic watch. Damn, it is Nurkic. <laughs> <laughs> the debut of, of yes. Nurkic watch. The answers asked for it, huh? The debut of of Nurkic watch here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Uh, I I have notes, man. I don't know about you. Do you have notes? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I got notes. Not as much as the first game, but yeah, yeah. You go I, ahead and get us started. I then. got notes. So this is what I'll start with as it as it pertains to Nurkic watch. Okay, make no mistake about it. DA athletically is the better player. And you see that up and down the court, the way that DA can move at times, he's the better player. And it was a little frustrating on the front end because Nurk got hit with two fouls right away. And I was like, oh man, they're going to pull Nurk and we're not going to see what we all came here to see. And I said on the last podcast, get used to the Suns fans. He had 3.6 fouls per game last year. That's tops in the league, although technically didn't qualify because he only played in 52 games. Had he played in a couple more, boom, shakalaka. So as much as we can recognize who DeAndre Ayton is as an athlete, Coach Evan B beat me to the goddamn point in the chat. As much oh as we bad. can recognize who, who <laughs> Ayton is as an athlete, what we saw tonight is why Yusuf Nurkic is the better fit with Phoenix. He has a much, much higher basketball IQ than DeAndre Ayton. And we saw it on display numerous times throughout this game. The passing, when, when this team exploded in that second quarter, right? The first quarter was kind of up and down. You know, ultimately, uh, the Suns gave up 49 or four, I'm sorry, 40 points in that first quarter alone. And you're like, whoa, that's not good. It was 40 to 37, not playing great defense. But in the second quarter, they outscored them 39 to 15. And in that second quarter alone, Yusuf Nurkic was three or four from the field. He had seven rebounds. He had four assists and eight points in that one quarter. And it was that quarter in which the Suns started to open up their offense. And their offense was flowing through Nurk at times. They were taking turns how it was flowing. But Nurk was master. It was a master class. There's one rebound. and It's the highlight that's all over Twitter. And you'll see multiple times in which you know Nurkic gets a rebound. Turns, looks up court, and pinpoint passes KD on the fast break for a dunk. That was a masterclass by Yusuf Nurkic. And DeAndre Ayton was being targeted by the Suns kind of at will in that quarter. Yeah, he was. And Nurkic gave him the too small thing. Did you see that? I did. I didn't see it until someone reposted it. I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah, right after he like barreled barreled right into him, man. My favorite part, though, with Nurkic, you're talking about the IQ. There was a play with Booker where Booker um, basically – he. He went up for a shot, but it got tipped away. So Nurkic was actually right there with the ball, like right after. He had the IQ right there to just grab it and then look for um, the easy shot. He did, but he missed it, and the Booker put it back in. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Nurkic, just, he's always having his eyes on the ball. He's always ready to go. He's always the guy that's just like, I know what to do in any kind of situation right now offensively with his team. Like that just that just made me think. I'm like, so he's always looking for the tip ball. Then after that, what's the next best play? Like he knows what to do. You saw it with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was like, this is heaven, man. Yes. He he knew where to hit him. Uh, he kind of threw the ball a little too far on one of them, but he knew what Kevin Durant wants to do. 
He's always looking to pass the ball. And Booker did say that he's going to be the point guard. I guess that's not a lie because that seemed exactly like tonight. Tonight, he just seemed like the point guard at times. But his size and stuff, um, getting those layups to go in that are kind of crazy, um, those obviously don't fall. The subreddit stat, the, sub, the subreddit chat was talking about how those never fell for eight years or whatever. And now they're <laughs> falling for the Suns, of course, against the Blazers. But uh, he was... I think everyone was focused on Aiden, but Nurkic had to like really make a name for himself too. He got traded from Portland and now he's back and he had to make sure he made book look good because book didn't want Aiden there. Right. So I'm just, I'm just saying, right. I mean, he had to make him look good a little bit. Well, he made them all look good. And I think that I don't know how much we can expect this night to night, but him going back to Portland, all that we knew we were going to get a good show. We were thought from both players. Ultimately, his final stat line, Nurkic in 21 minutes played with six of eight from the field, four or five from the free throw line. This is another game where he's proving his ability to get to the free throw line. Uh, a lot of and ones with Nurkic. He had 17 total points in that 21 minutes. He had a block. He had two steals. He had five assists. He had eight rebounds all in the first half. Conversely, DeAndre Ayton in 23 minutes was three of six from the field, had six rebounds, three assists, seven points. Uh, and one block. So just kind of a standard DA performance, right? Like not stat stuffing. It, and whenever you talk about DA, you got to talk about, talk about the eye test. And he came out and he was aggressive. Uh, he was, you know, they had the one play that he has probably about every three weeks where he'll be coming down the middle and he'll throw, he'll actually like jam one home and make it look very highlightable. And that's, it's a good highlight. So good on DA for doing that. But I saw a lot from DA that I saw normally. And that was fading away from the, the cylinder as his teammates were shooting threes. There's one shot. I think it was Scoot Henderson shoots a three. DA is on the side of uh, Nurkic, and he just starts fading away. He just, he's not fighting to go get the rebound. Maybe he's like, oh, my teammate's good, man. He's going to make it, so I don't need to be there, and I need to get back on D. And, of course, there's a long rebound, and the Suns get it because DA is uh, beyond the, uh, the arc already on defense. Or, I'm sorry, on the offensive side. And it's plays like that fading away from the, the basket, whereas Nurkic is more of a magnet towards it when he's on offense and defense as he's trying to get rebounds. Now, again, due to his athleticism, D.A. had some really good rebounds over Nurkic because D.A. is a, a better athlete. But from a power physicality standpoint, Nurkic was winning that battle, especially in that second quarter. And then, of course, what you see from Nurkic is those just the wrinkles in the offense where on one play, he's doing a dribble handoff with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's coming around the screen and he doesn't hand the ball off. Kevin keeps rolling and he hits him on the roll. The next play down the court, they do the same thing, but it's a fake dribble handoff. Then you get a back cut by Kevin Durant and then Nurkic hits him there for a wide open, you know, 10 footer that he hits. And those are the, the little things that are going to make this, this team very tough to defend because you can never get that from DeAndre. He didn't have that ability to, although although an average passer, he didn't see the the the, uh, the court and have that vision that Nurkic has. Yeah, and the one thing too, subreddit they talked about it. They're like, give him the ball uh, more to DA. Like, hey, give him the ball. Yeah, we'll go over that. You've been saying that. I, <laughs> I was like, um, okay, so Nurkic, seventeen points in the first half. But did they ever set up anything for this guy, really, right? I mean, Not he's just really. so smooth at times to get to the three-point line, just stand there and wait his turn, shoots it at ease, goes in. I just think he puts himself in the best position, right? I mean, and basically you just said that, but 
he goes and gets his points in ways that other players just don't get it. Like this is the way that DA could have got his points. The way that Nurkic plays is just smart ball. That's all yeah. it is. And it's just knowing what to do. And I love how you pointed out too, how when DA is coming down defensively, he does stand. I mean, offensively, he does stand, just doesn't do a whole lot, kind of hides behind guys again. There was one time when DA was trying to like body up Nurkic and push him out of the way. That was just the one time. Like I noticed that because of course we're watching it the whole time. So I want to see how DA is manning up against Nurkic. And it just didn't go well because it's like he he gets into the games at times, like tonight, where he has a block, he has that big dunk, he has a couple wide open shots at the rim just because there's big lanes because our defense was just laxed. Yeah. But he he got there and then like he was kind of pumped up, but then he just he doesn't continue. Right. And then Nurkic is just kind of running circles around him in a way like a cattle would or something. I don't know. Cause he's just so slow, but it's just like, he kind of plays him off the court and I'm like, okay, I know it's preseason. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. but I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I fucking, I love Nurk so much from what I've seen. I love it. We won the fucking trade. I'm just, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not, no, because I'm supposed to say, Oh, I'm just joking. Cause it's preseason. Right. Cause DA will improve. no, he won't. He, he didn't do it for five player. years. No, exactly. So anybody that's like, oh, it's just preseason matter. You know what? Nurk could get hurt. Nurk won't play this way all the time. No, he won't. But DA, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that's gone. And we don't have to talk about it till Monday. If yeah. He plays. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he plays. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, like I remember it was the middle of last season when I started making those statements that I'm like, listen, I think that. DA just has a low basketball IQ. Like he's not very intellectual. Yeah. And and a lot of the DA stands got on me for that. They're like, well, how dare you call him stupid? You know, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? I'm like, well, just watch him. Like he doesn't see the game the way that you would expect somebody of his athletic ability and a number one overall pick to do. What makes Devin Booker, Kevin Durant great outside of their work ethic is their court vision and their ability to manipulate defenses when they're on offense. And D.A. could never manipulate a defense. Nurk, although slower and older and more injury prone and all those all those little adjectives that you can throw about him, does see the court differently. And it allows you to do much more things on offense. And when you surround him with Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen and a Coke, I mean, like it's a kid in a candy store. You know, his his adjectives are also that that you know outside of older slower injury prone mm-hmm. screening outlet passes transition passes rebounds the suns were attacking deandre Ayton in that second quarter and they were winning because of it it was it was screens that led eric gordon around and and you know dropping matisse thibel but da's not there to stop him there's uh there was a high pick and roll and Ayton just followed Booker and there's Nurkic wide open for an easy dunk. So those are the things that, again, we, we know who the better athlete is, but the Suns were going for fit. And that's what they got with, with Nurkic. His ability to hit backcourt cutters is something that we're going to be seeing all season long, as long as he's healthy. Yeah. And let us enjoy this too. Um, You know, these games don't matter, but I just I, I want to enjoy this because all over Twitter and stuff, you just see the real basketball guys like even Kevin, o- Kevin O'Connor excited about Kristaps Porzingis on a few plays, posting his shit. Yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. No, no, it does because these guys. I know it's 
it doesn't matter. But he, the, I mean, these guys are just out there really playing for minutes, but there's just only five games. They want to try to make things work. So it does actually kind of matter. And this is actually kind of what you're going to get most of the time. I just think it's predictable because it's, the Suns' offense is just going to be explosive. So 72 points, or was it 72 points in the first half? I think it was 76. 76, my bad. Yeah, 76 because they're up by 21. That's going to probably happen once in a while. It's going to happen more than once in a while. <laughs> and what yeah. we'll see and what we need to prepare ourselves for is this is a team that will balloon leads really quick like they did tonight. What was it, a 25-5 to run to end that first half? Yeah. They have the capacity to do so. Nurkic is the fourth best player on the court. And you could say the fifth if Eric Gordon is out there as well and, and the way that he can shoot the ball. So what happens? He's the one who's going to get the ball at times. Defenses have to react. And when you have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Eric Gordon and, and Devin Booker running around screening everywhere, and he and he has the ability to see like Peyton Manning read a defense and pick it apart, that's a huge aspect and a huge wrinkle that just simply did not exist last year or for the past five seasons. I do have a fun stat for you. Ooh, dang, stat me. Shout out to the old solar panel yeah, days with, 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 with that drop. Uh, I looked it up during the game. In 21 minutes, Yusuf Nurkic, albeit in a game that did not count, had five assists. Did you see my tweet on this? Mm-mm. Okay, so five assists for Yusuf Nurkic. DeAndre Ayton played in 348 games with Phoenix, regular season and postseason. How many games did he post five or more assists in a game? I'm going to say 11. 11's correct. You saw my tweet, you son of a bitch. No, I I swear on my mom's life, I did not see it. Was it you, 11? You are, yes, it's exactly 11. You are so in tune with You're what such a VA, liar. I swear to God, it's 11. <laughs> Yeah. Three three percent of his of his games it. played, he had five or more assists. Wow! It just goes to show you the word fit, right? This is what the Suns were looking for. Hey, if we can get a big who is who can play some defense, and again, we still have a lot to see from Nurk on defense. We're not saying he's a great oh, yeah. player. This is this isn't Nurkic watch where we're like this is the best guy since Nikola Jokic. But he had some he has some Jokic esque qualities on the offensive end when it comes to passing, and those were on display tonight. And in turn, it makes DeAndre Ayton look, you know, kind of a little small. Another thing that I noticed about DeAndre Ayton on this one, do you think KD thinks that DA is a chump? Because, like, every time DA was on him, he shot. He was actively seeking him. Now, granted, Kevin Durant had a rough start to this game. Uh, you look at him in yeah, the one first. one for seven or something? Yeah, one, one, one yeah. for seven is how he started. He ultimately ended uh, much akin to everybody else on that on that starting five uh, in double figures. Everyone but Nasir Little. Uh, he ended with 16 points on six of 15 shooting, two of three from beyond the arc. He had six assists and four rebounds. Kevin Durant did, but he was attacking Da on offense. And there was that one play. Did you see it where Da had uh, KD on him one on one deep in the paint? They threw the ball down him. He DA took one dribble back into Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant yes. leaned into him, and yeah. Aiton just passed right back out. Did you see after that too? DA was like talking to the ref, like he pushed me. Yeah, yeah. He no, pushed you had the ball down there. Yeah, dude. All you all do right? is turn and do something, but yeah, he he you, pushed him. You know what? And we get to do this, okay? We get to enjoy this now because you know what? On subreddit <laughs> and stuff in the future, 
for the trailblazers if we're looking at other subreddit dudes like we did it all last year last two years last three years on subreddit where it's just like these are the things you see that other teams see they're like oh he's soft when Shaq says we're a soft team because of da we are we were now we're not so much right but defensively yeah Nurkic they got to work that out because mm-hmm. rim protection it's not looking that good but yeah. I just I like the fact that nothing I'm done like likes the fact I'm not gonna that, go anymore that nothing I think I'm done uh anything else in your notes on DA versus Nurkic covered it or- or should I call him Nurkalicious? Nurkalicious definition make them boys go crazy. Oh. Just had to throw that in there. Uh, let's see. I did have two more things. I, I wrote low IQ Aiden. There was a play after a free throw that the Suns made where both he and uh, Anthony Simons like went out of bounds to throw the ball in. And Anthony Simons had it. And then like Anthony Simons inbound. And DA just stood there for an extra second. Pissing it's me like, off, dude. It's, it's it was those little things, man. I I heard I heard Brogdon yelling at him from the free throw, I'm like DA. This I'm like, dude. I'm so glad we're not doing that. I'm not saying he's saying like, hey, you're in the wrong position. Whatever. I don't know. Like, hey, pay attention. I'm just saying, just guys yelling at DA. Um, the only other thing too, um, I think that's it. But I just want to point out too, like, okay, so DA's on his own team now, so he mm-hmm. does have the opportunity to really step up. Hundred percent. Um, we saw, of course, Mikel get traded to Brooklyn. They maintain like a good presence there in the East. You know what I mean? So like the difference of like a Mikhail and DA, Mikhail can go to a team that, you know, doesn't have a lot of guys, right? Claxton's awesome, right? You still have Cam Johnson. But I just think DA has this opportunity here in Portland to really showcase. Big time. Big he, time. he does, and he did tonight, and he does the future. I hope he does. Nah, just kidding. I don't care. I'm so glad he's so, done. So, so, okay, that brings me to my next question. Okay, okay. my next question before we talk about other – uh, subjects from this game. All right, so we root for players who leave pretty consistently, right? Like Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, the Twins. Did you find yourself rooting for or against DA tonight? And do you foresee yourself rooting for him in games in which uh, that aren't against the Suns? Because like when Brooklyn is playing somebody, I'm going for him. Kelly Oubre, oh, yeah. I'm always going for him. Ricky Rubio, I'm always going for him. Do you foresee yourself rooting for the Portland Trailblazers and and for DeAndre Ayton's success? Yeah, I go for Mikhail and Cameron Johnson, but Mikhail, I it's painful, painful to me to actually watch just because, because he's so good. Sub, he's so <laughs> fucking good, and it's still painful. I'll root for him, of course. I don't want him to do better than the Suns. I don't want that team to do better than the Suns. Um, Aiton, it's something different. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like you, you. No, I don't root for him at all. I root against him, and I wanted the Suns to kill him. I wanted Booker to head to the locker room like he did. Like fuck you guys. Like, like, don't even step on the same court as me anymore. Like when he's walking off, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he shouted to DA and some other guys walking by, but that's what I wanted in this game. It was kind of just an F you. I don't, I'm not going to root for you. I'm not, you know, I don't care. I don't know what happened to you and the, and the organization, you and Booker and Kevin Durant. Like we were fans that cheered you on, but you acted like we just hated you so much. We didn't want you to exist or something. It's like, we were rooting for you to succeed here. And He's just he's he's been an a hole, dude, to us for supporting him for so long. You know what I mean? So I don't root for him at all. It's crazy because like that's it's it's like when you're watching a game and you have no skin in the game. You know, it's like the Chiefs and the the Broncos tonight, right? Like if you have zero fantasy players, like I did, it's like if you sit there and you watch the game, you're like after 
three or four minutes, you're like, oh, I kind of feel myself pulling for this team. And that's the team I kind of want to win this one, right? Uh, when it comes to DA, and I'm, I'm trying to understand the psychological aspect as to why, like, I want this dude to fail, man. You know? And I, I don't know why. Like, that's a dick thing to say. Like, normally, like, if he does great, good. Like, I want him to fortify as a from human to human, yeah. But from a sports hate standpoint, that's what I mean. Yes, sports from a sports hate, yeah. hate standpoint, like, it was the way that he went out. It was the way it was, it was everything. It was all the nights of trying to understand and trying and seeing the talent and just being frustrated. I've never had a player who I followed so closely frustrate me as much as he has with the talent that he has to where you're like, dude, like just, and, and what fortified that and what, it, what uh, amplified it was his own words. Like, yeah, he would sit there and tell you I'm do- He's doing it in Portland. I'm dominating. I'm dominating fool. And then it's like, he's fading away from from uh smaller interior players and he's he's hiding from rebounds and he's he talks all the talk but he doesn't walk any of the walks so like if he does poorly in in uh in portland in portland i'm not going to be upset about it whereas like if mikhail like if ubre when ubre is a free agent like dude i hope the guy lands on his feet man i really like kelly ubre who he was as a player i don't think he fit with this team but that's okay he was cool on the way out he was cool i was here whereas day da was kind of like he's like that kid in the class who sits in the corner and just like kind of talks shit and he's just kind of he smells he's just kind of an asshole to everyone you know then he transfers to another school and then you know you're at the mall one weekend and you see him and he's and he's like oh hey what's up and you're like dude fuck you dude like you were kind of you're you were the smelly kid who was mean to everybody because you were smelly like i i offered you deodorant bro that's a good analogy that that was probably me in school but da the the thing that this is why and the the sports hate thing i am for and that's how i do feel that's why i was like fuck this guy tonight sports hate i don't care anymore about you know just these guys off the court they're good guys i don't care yeah like they take a lot of money they're gonna play um half-ass um like what's someone just said i always do that keith nettle said da took a lot of money and played half-assed which is story of his career what it is and he wanted his cake didn't eat it too or whatever you say i just i think to go out like on just my last note on da it's just he is he's he's a liar <laughs> and he is. He's everyone lying. lies. Everyone's I'm a liar. Everyone's a liar. You're lying right now. You but knew, me, you knew that I tweeted out 11 times. No, I swear I did liar. not see that. Everyone Why knows I that lie you, about that. You lied. You lied. There's like second. one, one, one in front of me. So I'm like 11. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just think to lie that much to an organization to book to everyone he played with and to get Mikhail Bridges traded and everything blown up because he never worked on your game. That's why I'm going to sports hate him and not care. And I hope he doesn't succeed. And I don't want, because he's now he's playing in Portland too. I don't want him to do good there and that team get good. Why would I want that? So it's not going to happen for me to cheer Fair. him on. Fair. Fair Phew. point. Sorry, Sustained. that was really dark. Are we, <laughs> are we done? All the negative energy. From Indiana University, number 23, Air Gordon. So Air Gordon gets the start tonight, ends up playing 18 minutes, 8 of 10 from the field, 3 of 5 from downtown. He had three rebounds. He had two assists. He had 20 points, Matthew. I got to say, the only notes that I really wrote, I love this that the fact that this dude is a son. Oh, my God. Air Gordon <laughs> is fantastic, man. Oh, my God. He's uh, The strength he has is shoot a three that far away, of course, even covered. 
and just to drain them and also just get into the paint and those quick little floaters he has like they're like last last second floaters he has like oh whoa, oops throw it over the big guy he's like automatic from there didn't have oh, a whole man. lot of assists i don't have his the stats up i think um but i just i know that he is good at handling the ball and getting the offense going and getting to the rim um the reverse laying to basically end his night mm-hmm. it's great man it's like every other guy we're going to talk about tonight, it's just, it's one of those things like, oh my God, I can't believe we have this guy. And I know it's Portland, but whatever, dude, this guy is fucking great. Well, he's, he was so key in this game because again, it, it turned into in that second quarter, everybody started scoring. I mean, I think of the 76 points in the first half, like four, or I'm sorry, 71 of them came from, uh, you know, Gordon, Nurkic, Booker, and Durant. And the way that he operated in his space the depth that he shows on on his three points, you know, we 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 we've seen it before. We know who Eric Gordon is. We've been watching this guy play for a long, long time, and he's one of those microwave guys who can just get in fuego really quick, take over a game. We've seen him do it to the Suns. We're like, fuck, man, Eric Gordon's being our ass, dude. Why can't this guy ever come to Phoenix? And now here he is, and without Grayson Allen and without Josh Okogie out there. A little bit more weight falls on him, and yes, preseason, whatever. He played fucking fantastic, man. He was a fantastic low-key pickup that not a lot of national pundits are talking about that is absolutely going to win the Suns probably two or three games on his own this season, if not more. And we saw it tonight. We saw uh, what Devin Booker always talks about how his name for his nickname for him is squared up because mm-hmm. when he gets the ball, he instantly knows how to be square. He squares his shoulders to the cylinder and takes the shot, and it's money. And, and we saw it. There's one play where Devin Booker has the ball at the top of the key, and the defenders, you just see the gravity. The gravity just comes, and the two defenders, just, we're going to be all over Book. And Booker just passes over to Gordon. Gordon catches it low. It's a low pass. He catches it, squares, fires three. You know, I mean, that is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, Clay Thompson was talking about that on the point or with um, what, Paul George, some mm-hmm. um, podcast. Maybe it wasn't Paul George. I don't know. But on a podcast, he was talking about squaring up too, where you just kind of keep your your legs always f- like towards. I don't even know. I can't shoot the fucking basketball. But yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> way he is, dude. Um, I think uh, you know, no one really talked about it, but I think here in Suns nation or whatever planet orange wherever we're at <laughs> i really think that was the one thing where when we got him we were excited because we knew that was the one piece we needed it was a and big piece. instantly see like this like this this automatic where he can start a game because there might be injuries or he can come off the bench it doesn't matter dude this guy can and really close games offense yeah close, close games, games. Mm-hmm. like the, the the ending five if you need offense you pull a kogi you put in gordon and this team offensively like he's the fifth guy yeah, he's the guy standing wide open, and if he's hitting it from the corner, great. But he also can hit him, you know, thirty-three feet from the basket. He he pulls that gravity even further. So again, it's going to be interesting to see as as the preseason comes to an end and the season progresses, how Frank Vogel is going to use him, when and where he's going to use him. Like that's the exciting thing. The first month of basketball is yeah. so exciting because everybody's there, and you really start to see the offensive and defensive strategies put forth by a, a coach, and especially with. Vogel being here and a new head coach in him like we don't know what his substitution patterns are going to be yet we're going to see if he's one of those guys like Monty Williams who falls in love with a Landry t- Shamit type and just keeps putting him out there even the go the guy goes like 0 for 8 <laughs> night after night after night he's like yeah know. man but he hit one that, that one time and so it's just it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see 
uh, sticking in the yeah. same vein of the the starters. Big Dick Booker. I know it's the preseason. Okay, Matthew, I know it's the preseason. You know it's the preseason, right? Yeah, it's a preseason. It doesn't okay. matter, but... 21 minutes, 18 points, 7 of 15 from the field, 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. He had 5 assists. Body language-wise, and I know it's the preseason. I don't know if you know this, and I'm going to say it a fucking again. I know it's the preseason. Offensively, it looks like he leveled up, man. His, he, the, yeah. the way he looks on the court is fucking lethal, man. Devin Booker looks lethal. And I know it's the preseason, but he looked fucking good out there, man. <laughs> I mean, he missed their first quarter, 15 points. He didn't really start off too strong in the first quarter, but he ended it. And it was one of those games where I'm just like, all right, can you get him out? Can you get him out? But he wants to get going. He wants to be Mr. First Quarter again. And he was, I think, even at the end of the half where you have Bradley Beal on throwing his beanie on the ground after he hits that three and just says, yes. fuck you, Portland. I don't care. This is preseason. <laughs> I don't care. We'll talk about it over and over again. I'm going to light you guys up. And that's that's where you can see, like I I thought maybe this team might take a month or two. I don't I don't even know. Maybe a month to get things going, right? The fluidity on think, offense looks pretty. I good just so I don't far. think so. I think this team is just ready to go, and it starts with him, man. Mm-hmm. He is he seems a little bigger out there. He does, yeah. Um, and it's he can still get his game, even with Kevin Durant. Nurkic going off like he can still find his way he'll just take over and he's just gonna be that guy man he's i the just best two guard in the game man it's we got the best two guard in the game none of it seems selfish up... either right no. none of it like so far well again that's been the challenge with really good teams with really top uh, top end talent is it's a lot of the your turn my turn your turn my turn kind of offense it's some of the challenge sometimes with like the boston celtics you have Jason Tatum and you have Jalen Brown, and they kind of go your turn, my turn, because they haven't had a great distributor in that system. Uh, you know, with Marcus Smart there, that's not what they excelled at. And even with Drew Holiday, he's not a great facilitator of offense. But when you have multiple playmaking types, those archetypes, and then you throw in Nurkic on uh, again, you know, with that fit, it opens up the offense and it allows fluidity to occur. And Devin Booker is already a naturally fluid player who. You get him the ball, and he can create his own space. And a lot of, you know, with Bradley Beal, with Kevin Durant, with Devin Booker, they can create their own space. They can create their own shot. But now you put it with gravity around them and other players pulling them away. Booker is going to be so open this year. I, he, I mean, his three ball was looking fantastic. His The, the way that he was open on certain plays, you're, I'm like, dude, I haven't seen Devin Booker. It, we, it was happening last year when Kevin Durant came to the team, and we saw it in the playoffs. The reason that Devin Booker went ape shit in the playoffs is because Kevin Durant's out there with him. That's that's what that's a half step a defender is away from him. And that's all it takes for an elite player like him to to beat you is that half step. He's that good. These guys are gonna be two steps off him for half the season, especially on a random, you know, Thursday night in Houston. He's gonna have the ability to just microwave, go off and do what he did tonight in a small amount of time. Like a lot of players on this team tonight, he really just turned it on the second quarter. And it's because of that fluidity that we're talking about that. We got to see it when the regular season counts. I get it. Preseason basketball is a lot different than preseason football. Preseason football, everything's vanilla. You're not showing anything. Preseason basketball, there's going to be a little bit more engagement uh, because you're trying to 
you know, it's just simply the nature of the well, game. How can you well. stop it anyways? Yeah. You can't, you know, it's like when we talked about like, who's going to stop Giannis or uh, Jokic, you know, giving away Aiden or whatever, you know, the defensive liability we are. It's like, you guys, you, you can't stop these guys. So whatever Booker's doing out there where he's just settling for threes, basically, I just think there's going to be more aggressiveness from him. Maybe uh, Dave and I were talking about the game. We're like, I thought he took a dip last year in free throws, but I guess it went up a little bit more, but it just seemed mm-hmm. like he wasn't as aggressive, but yeah. I think he, the way he was like, just kind of throwing himself off of certain players that kind of get like a cheap foul. That was always his thing. I don't know if he'll stick to that, but the lanes and stuff are just going to be wide open for this guy who was originally just a slasher, right? Basically in yeah. a shooter. So I just, he's going to probably go back to that more during the regular season, but it just shows you, like you said, a, a random Thursday night in Houston. He doesn't care. He's going to show up. He's going to make mm-hmm. sure that we're up by 21 and go in the half. Hell yeah. That's just Devin Booker style. And it's it was just great to see him out there again. And he did it, obviously, in the first game against Detroit. But I feel like there was a, just a lot more of him finding himself within the confines of this offense and playing some good defense as well. Uh, and that's yeah. another thing that's kind of low-key. Not a lot of people talk about with Devin Booker. He competes on both ends yeah. at all times. He's not Donovan Mitchell in it out there. He's not trying to hide on defense no he he's out there trying to defend and and make an impact on the game on that side of the floor yeah no i was gonna say just really quick it's it's weird how national media like they just they're not on this team which is good and i know it's just preseason whatever um but the way that booker did play defense last year i I think just went under the radar the way that kevin durant and booker are named as like the best players in practice right now defensively you just know it's going to be there, right? Protecting the rim is one thing, but everything else, I feel like they'll be okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So there was one player who got a start tonight, played 30 minutes, and I want to get your thoughts on this here, Little. As I mentioned, 30 total minutes played for Nasir Little, five points in those 30 minutes, only two of five from the field. Four rebounds, two assists, two steals. What were your <laughs> yeah. thoughts on Nasty Nas? Uh, he does seem a little lost. So you'll hear in subreddit too. Um, they did bring up some things like, oh, same old little. Okay. Um, certain things he brought out there. I just um he just seems lost. KBD is the other guy too, where they just don't fit in. Um, it kind of seems forced. The shots and stuff, they seem yeah. like they're being took, but they're not. He doesn't believe in himself when he's shooting it, right? It's kind of what it reminds me of is just kind of like a Landry Shamit kind of thing mm-hmm. out there. And this whole team is based off just belief and the the maturity, the IQ, the, everything they have. They just back it up on the court. Um, I just think he's just missing that. He doesn't. I don't feel like he feels like he fits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just a weird thing to watch, right? Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. And it was interesting because obviously once we acquired him, I, I did my homework. I was watching a lot and I've mentioned this before, like the Portland trailblazers have one of the most rabid fan bases in the NBA and they have a ton of content out there. So if you're interested in anybody who came over in that trade, you can find everything you can find 10 different takes. So, and, and that's how, you know, generally when we get a new player, I try to find opposing, uh, points of view, you know, people who are very pro him, people very anti him, people kind of in the middle because I can take all that information and make my own opinion. I don't just watch one thing go, that's my opinion now. You told me that he likes the color red, therefore I like the color red. Everybody who wears red is my favorite player now. You, you, you can't do that. You have to take in information and think about it and, and absorb it and, and then make your own decision. And, and as I watch different highlights and different 
things on in from uh, Blazer content creators. Inconsistency is a big one. A lot of talent, a lot of consistency. Uh, somebody who can shoot the three ball, uh, does like to attack the cylinder, but doesn't draw contact around the cylinder, so doesn't get to the free throw line a lot. Somebody who's a, a really bad off-ball defender. Uh, somebody who's not necessarily a great off-ball uh, offensive player as well. And that's to your point, Matthew, that's kind of what we saw tonight. Because when I saw that starting lineup, I saw Eric Gordon was out there, and obviously Nurkic and Booker and Durant, and I'm like, oh, Little's going to be out there. This is going to be kind of in- exciting yeah. to see him play with yeah. these guys. And, and granted, I know that they're not going to be just dishing the ball to Nasir Little the whole game. Like, he's going to have to play the part of the role player. But he got some extra play after them, and, and we saw a little bit more of the same where, again, my, my recommendation to you, the Jamster, when Nasir Little's out there in these next couple games, because he will get play, just watch him off ball. Watch what he does off ball. It's it's not it's not we talk about basketball IQ. It's not great basketball IQ Q moves that he's making. He's not trying to set a screen. He's not trying to duck a screen. He's not trying to come over. He's not trying to come under. He's just there. You know, and you mentioned Shamit. It's kind of uh Shamit really tried on the defensive end. Nasir Little's a little less. He, he is kind of shamity on the offensive end. Yeah, the uh, shot. That's what I meant. Just yeah. the way he, yeah, the release yeah. and everything just doesn't, not confident. Yeah, exactly. But that's what happens mm-hmm. when when you're not fully engaged. And then all of a sudden, someone throws his ball. You're like, oh, shit. You know, and you're like, I know. I don't yeah, he's like, I got to get this. I got to do something because that's put the, me in the KBD, lineup. And that's the KBD problem, too, right? Yeah. It's a forced thing and, and again yeah i know it's just preseason that should be like the name of the podcast john voida says <laughs> i know it's just preseason 37 times but from a confidence standpoint it's gonna take some time for both nasir little for kbd to really just find who and what they are with the in the system kbd had a couple really good plays tonight and i feel like there's some progression there and it's gonna be progression that's gonna occur throughout the season it's not like okay one month in all of a sudden kbd gets it no it's gonna take him a while the hope is he sharpens his his skill set and by the time the postseason rolls around he knows what his role is jabroni and he has the ability to contribute to the team in a positive manner because he understands what his role is and he's comfortable in executing what that role is does he start next game kbd I could definitely see that. Yeah, I, I think he I, needs to. I think the thing they do with the little tonight was try to get him more exposure. Um, I don't think their guys is like, hey, they're not going to play it all this season. I just think they're having a harder time than everybody else. You know what I mean? So, I, I completely agree. Do you know what the elevation of Portland is? Is it 5,000? It doesn't matter! Who cares? 5,000 what? <laughs> 5,000 what? Centimeters? Get out of here with that shit. Uh, well, you were somebody who... You were brave tonight, Matthew. You yes. went to the subreddit of the Portland Trailblazers. Again, for those of you who are new to the show, it's something that we do every show. Is One of us during the game will actually be hanging out on the subreddit of the opposing team just to hear what they have to say about the Suns and their team and how everything's performing. This is the subreddit stakeout. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Oh, you cool. were Elvis? Cool. <laughs> yeah, the king's back. And Jan, you know what? Someone chatted, put in the chat last year about get better disguises. You want to spend money on disguises? So don't get us shit. Just have fun with this, all right? The uh, one the comment last, we got. The, the, the last Bugged game, the shit I just wore, like, I'm just going to be wearing like sunglasses all, yeah. all year. Like I, All right. We'll try. I don't know. Send us something. I don't know. Send Anyways. us something. Cool. 
<laughs> okay, so I was talking about Nas. They did say Nas getting lost, uh, just ball watching and committing a soft foul on the end one. Some things never change. Laugh my ass off. So yeah, you mentioned that they they know how it is. I know um, there was some positivity about him, just his game and stuff. We we kind of saw, but we haven't seen anything like that yet. Um, holy shit, having an athletic center is cool. So they're excited about Da. Okay, good. They're excited. Have fun. Um, I think Da slept with the Suns fans girl on the thread. Good grief, because a lot of Suns fans are in there giving the no shit. shit. Yeah, there's it. a lot of deleted posts. I didn't see any of them really, but they kept commenting about it. I'm like, whatever. We've started a movement, man. <laughs> and then this all sounds familiar. Here it is. Get Aiden a damn touch. All right. <laughs> yeah, because that's. That's what's that's you give him a touch, he passes right out of it, man. Yeah, here we are. Yep. And this is what we talked about too last five years. Uh, can I go seven minutes into a quarter and finally let Aiden touch the ball one oh my time? God, so they... that was the start of the first half. And I guess he only got one touch in seven minutes. <laughs> so yeah, we're used to that too. Uh Nurkic touches the ball all the time. <laughs> um oh uh, shout out to Drew Banks. No Drew Banks tonight. Makes me sad. So mm. they miss him. That's the one guy. I feel like that's the one guy it's like they oh, all yeah. miss they're like oh everybody loves everybody loves their backup center yeah exactly and a few guys of portland fans forgot about that the suns have oh shit i forgot wananabi wantanabi excuse myself uh plays for the suns now so they're excited to be about him and then oh forgot the suns have bowl bowl <laughs> so yeah a lot of forgot. oh the suns forgot or we yeah forgot the suns and we do the same thing guy. too we do the same thing too um i forgot they and, had malcolm brogdon yeah, I did too. And he's and he out there. DA, so yeah. have fun with that, Malcolm. <laughs> um, last one, Nurk and Katie got that chemistry. Damn. So yeah, we saw that too. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Few other notes that I had from this game. Uh Yudoka Azabuki. So Yudoka Azubuki's obviously getting plays, a two-way backup to the backup center, maybe yeah. backup to the backup to the backup center if we choose to go with Chimetsi Metu as our backup to the backup center. Uh, but some of the notes that I wrote on him in his 22 minutes played, he had five points, he had nine rebounds. He was two or two from the field. Uh, really solid screener. But I think one of the challenges that he has in his screens is he just needs to commit to it. He needs to stand his ground because what he's doing is mid-screen, He's moving one of his legs, and as he's leaning into the the defenders coming through, mm -hmm. and it's like that's some basic stuff, and that'll get called a lot. So if he just stands his ground, he's so big you can lean without moving your feet, but like he starts to move his feet, and I was like, oh, you got to be careful on that. But it's <laughs> yeah. an easy way to get called for a moving screen. But even him watching Yudoka Azabuki, like I don't mind him as a backup to the backup center. He's a two way contract guy. He's big. He grabs boards. You know, we don't need him to shoot, but if you need a little physicality, you know, for a five minute run, he's somebody who can get out there kind of kind of like Bismack was, you know, he's more of a defender than an than offensive player. Obviously, Bismack got a lot more playing time here because of our uh, our lack of depth at the five. I, I like what I saw from Yudoka Azubuki. What about you, Matthew? Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really. He kind of reminded me of like uh, 2K when I used to play. It's like your first high school game and you're just like a, your overall is like a 40. That's what he reminds <laughs> me of. Uh, so I just I'm not. I mean, I think him playing against the second unit like that, um, it's fun for him. 
it's just kind of all over the place. I just don't really know what I'm watching. So I, that's my only real take from him. I'm sorry. I am a big fan, though, of Metu. Uh, Met, uh, Ted Offensive says Metu and Utah work, Utah work well together. Um, yeah, I think so. I think those two off the bench are great. I kind of feel like, what are your thoughts on Metu? Just like, is he the third center, but he's like a stretch center? I don't know what he is. He's like a power forward. He's, he's just a, a chill he, dude. He's like a, he's like a small ball five kind of guy like yeah, if you want to okay. go small ball for a little bit he could shoot the three he was one of three uh from the field he had five rebounds three assists and a steal all in 18 minutes another productive performance from chimetsi metu and i enjoyed watching him and yeah i think that him and yuda the way that they kind of play out there is they can spread the floor you're compromising yourself when it comes to defensive rebounding with those guys. But if you're looking to just kind of spread the floor and take advantage of second and third team defenses by having an, some offensive firepower, you know, that's always the strategy that you have to look at. And it's something that it's going to be really interesting to watch this team because with Frank Vogel as a head coach, he's a defensively minded head coach, but you have some really good offensive players on the bench. So what is your strategy become defensively okay we're going to shut down their second team by playing hard-nosed defense or are we going to just try to outscore them and then we wait for reinforcements in you know the bigger better deal booker beal and durant to come back into the game and with the talent like those guys you're not going to get great defense but you're definitely going to get great offense yeah that's true and then you also had another guy too that first First time playing with the Suns, uh, Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin. I was going to ask my next question. What were your thoughts? He was probably the guy I was most excited to see tonight because oh, he's yeah. finally back. Uh, I liked what I saw from Jordan Goodwin. Three quarter court defense. He's picking yeah. up guys three quarter court. I'm like, oh man, remember remember Javon Carter days? You know, we used <laughs> yeah. to put pressure on opposing teams defensively. Jordan Goodwin's that type. He has the ability to get to his spot, to shoot, to facilitate a little bit. He's a nice player to have. Yeah, he's a little booger. He gets in there quick, man. He can take the ball away from you without you even noticing. He did it a few times to scoot, but he's he's perfect. I think he is obviously he's better than Saban Lee. Saban Lee was my guy. Now I'm seeing Jordan Goodwin. I'm like, dude, that play guy plays big. He just yeah. knows what to do out there. He I just already like him more than Saban Lee. Yeah, he's like talking with Nurkic on the on the on the bench. And I'm just like, those two guys together. They just understand this team. I don't know, like they just they understand what this team wants and needs from them. And they're just going to give it to you as long as they're healthy. I just think that Goodwin's a guy that's going to come in, like you said, to play good defense. But he did such a good job getting to the rim multiple times, man. Yeah. Like he's quick, he's quick. Yeah, I just I loved him, man. I'm very excited to see more of that guy. These pods might have to be like two hours long, dude, because there's so many guys to <laughs> talk so about. So many players. Uh, Jordan Goodwin, 15 minutes played. He had nine points in that 15 minutes. He was four or six from the field, including one of two from beyond the arc. Had two assists. Had two steals. Had two rebounds. Uh, he had a block as well. A very productive 15 minutes from Jordan Goodwin. And I'm already yeah. trying to think, like, what the hell is his drop going to be? And it'll come in time. I have a feeling he's those backup defensive players typically are guys who, as the season progresses, they start to take on a certain personality and then boom. And all it really takes, Matthew, is you and me going to a game and watching a team. And we just start to come up with nicknames as we're sitting there just cheering. <laughs> yeah. So, a uh, quick, I want to shout out Black Sunday in the in the chat. Drop the super chat for five dollars. Thank you ever so much, Black Sunday. The more we do that, the more we can get Matthew. What we're going to buy you at the beginning of the pod? New headphones or some shit? I think so. I don't remember. Can we now admit we fleeced the Blazers and Bucks in that trade? Nurk was alone, an upgrade at the five position, and we got Grayson. Time will tell, my friend. But again, 
I like the the pieces that came back in that trade. You have engaged pieces who both have been in through the first three preseason games, been proving their worth and their value. And that's what's important. And their engagement rather than DA unengaged DA, we got two guys who are engaged and just facilitating, playing physical, doing all those things. Uh, last note I had, uh, uh, Keon. Key, key what? Go ahead. <laughs> what, I was you, trying to hold. I was about to say. I wanted to say something, but oh, say something. Say something. Oh, no, I was going to say. say uh, <laughs> all I was going to say was, um, it's not too. I think you can kind of tell how this is going to work already. I just, you know what I mean. Like these guys, they're grown adults. They they're playing the NBA for forever, right? Nurkic is a veteran. They they know what to do. It's going to look kind of like this. And it's okay to say that the Suns might have won the trade already, right? As soon as we traded DA, everyone was saying that that the fucking Trailblazers got what they wanted in DA. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, based off of what? So based off of two games with Nurkic or three games, whatever, I just I can see it. So it's okay. Let's just have some fun. Let's enjoy it. Okay. I guess you're right. Let's let's have some fun. <laughs> let's enjoy it. Uh Keon Johnson, I love how 45 looks on a jersey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and really quick, uh, Portland, the 90s, is it, I think uh, Brogdon was 92? 92. I love the 90 numbers on Portland Trailblazers jerseys. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 45, always, look good. always looking good. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, is it me or does it look like he's 38 years old? Isn't he 38? How old is he? <laughs> he's not 38. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Come on. I thought you knew everything, Matthew. How old, how old is Malcolm Brogdon? Was he at 29? That's a good guess. Let's That's see. That's how I'll, old everybody is in the I'll NBA. Google. I'll Google. I feel like he's not that old. Yeah, like I, I feel like 28 or something. He's 30. He's almost 31. Okay. But he looks 38. Thoughts on Scoot Henderson? Uh, his stat I mean, line looked really good, but the game, the the actual eye test, I'm just like, I don't see anything yet. He did put up some good stats against our bench. Uh, but he has a little he has a little bit to go. And subreddit there talked about. They're excited about him. There's a lot of more course. growth, but they're ready to just sit down and watch some Blazers basketball. That might suck for a while for him to actually grow and to be more of a leader with that team. 22 points in 31 minutes played. He had four assists. He had four rebounds. He had six turnovers. Uh, his first step is elite. He is quick, man. He gets by you fast. And he's confident around the rim. He has the float game going on. The kid's only 19. Uh, somebody who is definitely going to be, he, yeah, he looks 38 too, man. He's like the DA face, which is an older face. <laughs> oh man. Seeing DA when he said like, fuck the Suns" or whatever he said, just like, it was right after he had blocked the ball. He like, he got a nice block and then he was, then they subbed him out and he's walking around. I was like, yeah, fuck them. I'm fucking dominating you son of a bitch. And then like two minutes later, they <laughs> subbed back in because they suck. Oh. I know. I know. Um, yeah, I and I was gonna ask too. Did Jamsters anybody see him actually sh- or hit up book or KD before the game, like before tip off? No, they, I saw I, somebody they walked that by he, each that other. He said hi him. to everybody, or he said hi to only Eric Gordon, which makes sense because they were just teammates. That's what we saw though. That's but what I just we don't saw. know if there's other camera angles of him and book. Who was at the just, game, Jamsters? Yeah, just it looked like they just kind of like bumped shoulders, kind of in between Nurkic a little bit or something. Feel so free to email us at there. sunsjamsession at gmail.com. Jam star of the game. Right, Jamsters, a reminder to subscribe, rate, and review, or don't. I don't give a shit. Let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game was. Matthew, I'll let you go first this time. Oh, man, I'm going to go... Uh... 
I'm gonna go Nurkic. It might have been Gordon, but I'm gonna go Nurkic because he showed up D8 tonight to make us feel good. Yes. So thank I you. Completely Nurkic. agree. Completely agree. Suns Fever 83 agrees with you Nurk. as well. It was Nurk. It was Nurkalicious. Ted offensive. He's gonna go with Gordon because yeah, Gordon was massive in this game. He was productive. Uh and then Daniel Berry sports highlight just goes, yo. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so I mean. I go with Nurk in this game easily. I just okay. I think that what he brought that was the most exciting part of the game was just see him pick apart the 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 preseason Portland Trailblazers. But still, it, you'd rather see that than CDA on your team. All right, looking at the next game for the Phoenix Suns. Guess who we're playing, Matthew? The DA list Blazers, right? <laughs> most likely, I'm guessing. I I got like a ninety percent probability that DA is not going to play in this game. Uh, but up next Monday, so enjoy your long weekend, Jamsters. Uh, Monday, 7 p.m., we will be playing against the Portland Trailblazers, this time at home here in Phoenix. Any thoughts or, on this game or just like roll it back? You know, if DA does play, I kind of want Nurk to sit. I want to go out on a high note and not come back <laughs> Monday night and be like, fuck, dude, DA just fucked us in the ass. <laughs> so hard this game. <laughs> I, I don't want that for my reputation. All right. There's no way that he'll do it. There's no way. Like, you can count on I DA. Know. But that's He's the thing with DA. We Phoenix. still have that in the back of our head. We're like, all right, he might do it. He has um, the ability, but he like, has, he I know. Care yeah. I just, I, I want Nurk to kind of sit this one out. I want all the starters to sit and I want to see more of Jordan Goodwin. Maybe yeah. even starting too. I think um, him playing start bowl, bowl. Just start, yeah, just do bowl, it. Bowl, bowl at the five minutes and Let's go to just, overtime. Play another five. Vogel should just, <laughs> fuck that. Vogel should just NBA two K this thing. All right, he's like, I got K to Bates Yop at the <laughs> yeah, three. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put Eubanks <laughs> at the four and Bowl Bowl at the five. Uh, point guard Jordan Goodwin, and you know what? Just because we can't get enough of him apparently this fucking preseason, let's give us some more Saban Lee. Like just keep shoving Saban oh, really Lee down our goddamn Saban. throats. He's just he just wants to score every time. Yeah. Right? I thought he was more a facilitator. No. I don't see it at all. He is just tunnel vision, man. Yikes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's always been kind of my challenge with him. He's a great offensive player, but he does he's not a distributor. And people are like, yeah. well, he's a good backup point guard. I'm like, is he? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think that's all we got for this here podcast. Is there anything that I'm I'm missing? Um, Utah, you too. It looks good. Okay, I can't. I, that's why I say Watsonabi because I can never say Utah. I always say you, Utah. Go Utah, like Utah. Yeah, say, I still say, can't say, say, say it's like Y U D A Utah. Utah. Like, okay, like, I like know my mess it up. I know I do. It's that like all my time. last name. Like if you read my last name, it says Voita, but you actually say it's Voita. It's like Utah. It like it's a D. Utah. Utah. Man. Forget it next time. Go. go. Go, you know what you should do? You should simply just call him uh, instead of trying to go Utah or anything like that. Just call him the shooter. Shooter. Utah. The shooter. fucking love that drop. that's the best because i just picture the guy getting pulled into the raptor yeah, cage and then there's like a big fucking rave going on in there because yeah. like, like him and the raptor is fucking going crazy <laughs> music oh it's so good he played for the raptors too that's you know why would want to not be dead so. all right well i guess i guess he is a small world i guess on that note jamsters uh we'll see you next monday right mm -hmm. here on the sun's jam session podcast make sure you don't subscribe you don't berate you don't review you don't give us a thumbs up you don't give us a thumbs down and you don't give us five stars you don't write us a review on apple podcast because it's only the preseason 
That's all I got to say. Matthew, anything else yeah. to add? <laughs> Don't go home and love your family. Don't go home and love your family. <laughs>